This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We've got a question today that's interesting. And the question is, do you believe that it will be possible for us to fall into sin when we're in heaven? Now, the question goes on and says a few other things. Do you want to jump into that or do you want me to just take it? Uh, you, you can read it. Yeah, because what they're really talking about is, you know, is there scripture to support your line of thought and how does it apply to us in the future? Because, you know, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve fell, fell into sin. So yeah. there is there is a, you know, we've been doing this series in Genesis and mm-hmm. th- that would be a natural, well, you know, wasn't the Garden of Eden perfect? Isn't it kind of like a parallel to heaven? Yep. Um, so here's the easy answer. Uh, no, without a shadow of a doubt, um, nobody who is in heaven or technically the new heaven, the new earth will fall back into sin. It's impossible. And um, I, I can hear the response, but like, okay, how come Adam and Eve could? Yes. So Adam and Eve's circumstance is actually very different than uh, what we will experience in the new heaven, the new earth. So Adam and Eve did not have imperishable bodies. They did not have bodies that were um, perfected, glorified, mm-hmm. etc. In fact, people sometimes forget that that even though the garden was a perfect place, uh, it was not a preserved place. Uh, for example, Satan was there, right? right? So, like, like there was still capacity for sin. I think sometimes we overstate the place of the garden. Uh, Adam and Eve were innocent, but they were not perfect. There, there is a big difference. They were innocent. They were not glorified. And um, so basically, long story short on this one is, and this might be hard for our listeners to kind of stomach at first, and we addressed this um, a few episodes back, I believe. But here's the idea that um, when God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden and then put the evil one in the garden and went for a walk, it was really clear that the fall was either intended, but definitely known, Mm. or um, expected. Yes. And some people would say ordained, right? Um, because even before God created the world, he put the plan of redemption in redemption place. Redemption was and, already, the plan for redemption right. was already there. And redemption required sin. And mm-hmm. so, we, again, we've talked about why that could be and why God would actually create a world and put Adam and Eve in there and not give them the protection they needed and co- sort of leave them with the inevitable destination of eating the fruit and then sinning and thrusting all of humanity into this terror called sin. Yes. And so— um, it, it was a different world then, and God had a clearly a different agenda. The garden was clearly either either on purpose or as a as a result, but it was the it was the um, catalyst to the cross. Um, it was step one. Step two right. was the fall. You know, like it's all building toward the cross. So all that to say, um, when we talk about the garden, the garden was not heaven. Um, heaven is a very different place. Now, he, the person said, can you give me, you know, scriptures, et cetera. 1 Corinthians 15, which talks about the resurrection, is a great yes, place to go. that's where I was thinking too. 1 Corinthians 15. So, basically, when you, it talks about flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God, uh, nor does the perishable. Like, right now, we're we're perishable, and it talks about new bodies, and we're given something that is imperishable. Uh, we shall all be changed, he says, to this imperishable body in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. 
And, uh, and there's this idea that mortality is gone and we now bring on immortality. Right. You get to the book of Revelation and uh, the clear communication is that sin and all of its effects have been removed in the new heaven and the new earth. So, for example, um, Revelation 22.3 says, No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God uh, and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, his name will be on their foreheads, night will be no more. It just goes on and on and on. No more weeping, no more crying, no more any of this. All of the sinners are removed. And this idea of you can't lose your salvation, eternal security, the Lord will not lose Mm -hmm. any of those who are his. You take the doctrine of eternal security, which, by the way, does not just apply to here. Here, It applies to Eternity. Eternity, yes. Um, the Father never loses any of those who are his. And um, so you take all of this in aggregate, and here's what you find. The new heaven, the new earth is imperishable, glorified, sinless, and perfect. Yes. The Garden of Eden was not imperishable, was not immortal, was not sinless. And although it was innocent, yes, it was not perfect. Yes. Perfection would be probably the absence of the ability to sin. But as long as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is there, mm-hmm. sin was possible. There, there was a possibility for that. In the new heaven and the new earth, there's the tree of life, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil after Genesis 3 is nowhere ever to be found That's in Scripture, right. yes. not even once. Mm-hmm. It's almost like God just destroyed it yes. and said, gone forever. You fulfilled your purpose, Mm -hmm. and we're done. So they're just categorically different things. Heaven and and Eden Mm -hmm. are very different on every level. They are different at the core. Yep, and that's hard for a lot of people to get because we've been trained that the first heaven, if you will, was Eden. They were able, because of their innocence, to be in the presence of God, but they were not given glorified, perfect bodies, immortal, imperishable bodies yet. Yet. Thanks for joining us today, listeners. Please come back next time when we answer another question, which will be, Why did God use Immoral Solomon to write the Song of Solomon?